Hey, 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 Alex. Yo. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, Swigs. Good, good. Okay, so let's wait. Uh, let's wait on Mervain from Arctic GPT. He should be here any minute, uh, any second. I send him a link on Discord. Hey, Sully. Hey, how's it going? So the idea is that, okay, let me give a, uh, let me ask a few folks here to speak. Uh, the idea is that we will go over the protocol first. Uh, and uh, then we will, uh, I, I would like to uh, in, uh, ask folks from the, from the audience to, talk about their projects, how, why they think their protocol might be useful, uh, how, why they think a common protocol might be useful and what they are working on. Uh, so uh, hopefully everyone will have a chance to, to talk and just bear with me uh, if things aren't going as smoothly. While we're to get started, uh, I will say, folks in the audience, if this interests you and you think this would interest your followers, help boost the signal. Uh, promote the space and if you want to leave comments in your announce stage on the bottom right there's like a little message button so feel free to leave comments there um, and questions there because this seems like a fairly packed space and speaker so I doubt there's going to be a place for audience participation uh, but Vasek is going to decide but meanwhile you can leave comments down below and definitely show uh, reactions the, the folks who's going to speak they like to see the emojis. Um, so feel free to leave reactions and definitely promote, retweet, and like the space. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, Alex has a lot of experience uh, with these spaces as you've been hosting them uh, for quite some time. Uh, this is actually the first time for me, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, for Mervain in the audience. Uh, we are a little bit of logistic troubles, but he should be here somewhere. Uh, sorry about it. Just a sec. Mervain is on the AutoGPT team. Uh, 
Well, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I think Mervin isn't on the, uh, he's on the, yeah, he's on the laptop, he's on, on the phone. So let's, let's actually start, uh, I think Thomas, uh, Thomas, my, my co-founder, who's also working uh, on the protocol, can maybe speak a little bit about uh, why there's even like the need for the protocol, why we started building this, uh, you know, just a regular uh, introduction of how useful it might be for for folks to want a like standardized communication for for agents. Uh huh. Hi, folks. So uh, there are like four main points that I think why the protocol is useful. The first is that uh, there's a lot of like uh, uncertainty when creating agents, and there are some benchmarks. But if we don't have a like defined uh, protocol and uh, the interface for agents. Uh, you need to adapt uh, to that uh, benchmarks or like or to write very custom code. The second is that uh, if we have protocol, we can build a lot of like general dev tools for deployment, uh, develop, uh, development, monitoring on top of that. Uh, the next reason is that uh, if there's a protocol, you don't have to uh, write a lot of boilerplate. You can just use some SDK to integrate the protocol because now you don't have to like write and uh, like design custom APIs. And uh, the last reason is uh, that other people can integrate with your agent because now they know how the agent could communicate. So these were like the reason for why to use it. And uh, I will uh, briefly introduce what we have right now. And so we started very with very minimal protocol because uh, the space is really young. And uh, we really don't want to build on a wrong assumption and build a like, very defi define a very complex protocol. Uh, and we want to really learn, even during this, this uh, Twitter space, about the, the uh, developers, how they use it, what, what they want, really. And to, to just uh, implement what, what you want in protocol so the community can have, uh, can have some uh, interface that they can use. And uh, uh, for a very, very brief introduction for uh, how it works, uh, so far it's, uh, we decided to go so far with, uh, first with REST because it, it's uh, such a universal, universal uh, interface for these protocols. So it's a REST API, it's defined in uh, OpenAPI spec. And uh, the only two essential uh, roads that we want you to implement is that, um, uh, there is uh, post slash uh, agent slash tasks, which is for creating tasks for the agent. For example, you can imagine uh, it is a representation of you have, you get uh, out GPT and you want uh, it to accomplish some objective. So you define a task and this is the route for that. And then you have a post uh, slash agent slash task slash task ID steps, which is for the ex executing one step of uh, this task. We, and the reason why is this way is that we discovered that a lot of, uh, a lot of agents, uh, they can really be structured in uh, these uh, steps, which is either like one iteration of the core agent loop or a part of the code that uh, where we call the LLM. And you really want to, because these parts are non-deterministic, non just from the uh, fact that you are calling LLM, and you want to be able to control and uh, de develop them in a 
you know, like structured fashion and like have control of them. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, maybe I, I will I will pause uh, here for for a bit. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, Mervyn from AutoGPT is here. Mervyn, I, I, uh, I send you a co-hosting invite. I also invite to, to to speak. So once you're ready, just accept it. Otherwise, if anyone has any questions, we can pause it here for a bit as this was quite a lot of information. All right. Do you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Great. So, um, yeah, really, we, we worked with E2B a lot. We, we have a lot of problems because uh, there is no standard to communicate with agents. One of them is um, how do we connect with other agents, right? It's a lot of work. You have to pretty much create a client for each of the agents that you're building. We can't do that. I don't think it's good for the industry, right? Uh, we're going to waste a lot of time. Um, so, uh, but then, then you could say, but why would you want that? Why would you want to actually talk to other agents? Uh, they're still not that good, honestly, <laughs> uh, which I would, I, I would tend to uh, argue with that, but I think they have a lot of potential and it's going to be very helpful to just have basic user experience where, can you imagine a world where you just, um, you just build one client, one web app, and you can talk to any agent. I love that world. Because then we can just, we can just work on one web app that could be open source and stuff like this. <laughs> that would be awesome, right? I mean, imagine like a chat GPT-like, but for agents. Well, anyway, um, uh, I guess I could introduce a little myself. Um, I worked on GPT. Before that, I was working in a company called Radica. And... Um, I love what um, I love AutoGPT. I love the whole agent industry. It's very fun. I like to say that um, agents are like uh, chat, but with side effects, right? And that's what's so fun about them. It's that you can get something done while having fun interacting with a machine. I don't want just something that does some, something for me and then I, I don't see what's happening. I think it's very fun when you interact. And then obviously in the future, it, they will become more and more autonomous where the, the chat aspect might be less, uh, maybe useful. But initially, it's such a blessing to be able to interact with an agent. And I think also it's, uh, it gives us opportunity to, opportunities to train it. So really, let's try together to build um, a better agent space so we can all collaborate, all build amazing user experiences. They're just waiting for us, literally, these amazing user experiences. They're just waiting for us. It's so frustrating because I see so many agents that I want to integrate with and I can't because I don't have the time, because I don't have one single standard to talk to them, to use them, right? So that's it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mervain. So I have a few, few requests uh, for speakers. So let me add uh, Ajay here. Patty, can you, can you please introduce yourself? Just talk a little bit uh, what you are building first. Hey, Ete, I think uh, Lasek was talking to you and maybe while you were coming up, you were muted. 
Oh, sorry. Were you talking to me? I, it cut off as soon as I got uh, mic access. Oh, uh, sorry about that. So uh, you requested to speak. So I was just yeah. uh, saying that feel uh, uh, just like introduce yourself, what you are to, uh, what you are working on, and yeah, whatever you have to say, please feel free. Got it. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, sorry about that. It literally cut off <laughs> as soon as I got the mic access. Um, so my name is Atai. Um, I'm working, amongst other things, on a co-pilot kit. Um, and I wanted to add to what uh, Marwan was just saying, um, which is, um, you know, one of the, obviously what we're all working towards is autonomous um, AI. Uh, but in right now, where you get the most benefit from uh, LLMs is where you have this real-time human feedback loop. Uh, right with a chat GPT, like you know, you, you can get a response, but that's not the end of the story. If you're not happy with it, you can nudge um, the AI until you get a result you're happy with. Uh, so, in the context of an agent protocol, uh, I'm wondering where where is a, a good place to add the ability for a human being uh, to nudge the system towards uh, further competence, essentially. Thomas or, or Mervyn, uh, one of you, uh, feel free to take this and have a working uh, think about this. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure if, if you uh, were here for the like introduction to the protocol we are working on, but uh, with the concept of steps we have, this is exactly the place uh, you want to put the human feedback um, in, in the protocol, because at each step uh, you you can add the human feedback. And have the agent react to that. So we, we really thought about this, uh, and uh, yeah, there is place for that. Mervin, if you have anything to add, so uh, please, please like uh, supplement that. Yeah, so let's start to see how OpenAI does it. Right, it's just a conversation endpoint. I think their endpoint is API slash. There is some V1 or not slash conversations, and then uh, we all pretty much know this endpoint, right? Uh, it's like a JSON an array of JSON that you send. Um, so I, I thought, that I, I looked at, we looked at this endpoint, like the conversations one, and we, we thought, what if we just extend it initially, right? We, we could extend this conversation endpoint and find ways to uh, introduce the side effect component of an agent. But then um, we realized, okay, conversation is a bit confusing as a word, right? Because, um, Yes, it's a conversation for a chat, but it looks more like an interaction. In fact, in the future, when you have agents communicating to other machines, interaction is really a, a much better word for it. And the word we pick, I think, matters a lot. So um, what, what we're thinking, and it's hard to describe in a Twitter space when you, where you can't illustrate, is to um, introduce some resources, right? Um, so let's introduce them. Um, and then hopefully this will answer your question. So the first one would be, well, you have side effects. Um, what do we need to introduce the notion of side effects? We think a workspace is necessary, right? Because you want the agent to impact something. And so I think a workspace is a good start to allow the agent to have side effects. Now, this workspace can contain artifacts. That's the, worst, that's the word we, we were thinking of, right? The word artifact. And um, then, what does the user want? Is it, are we really like the agent space? Is it, it's a confusing term, right, agent. 
we talked about it with Vesec a lot, and I also want to have your opinion. <laughs> it's uh, agent, okay, but I don't care <laughs> as a user what an agent is. Uh, I want my my thing to be done, right? I I want the task to be done, right? So initially with Vesec, we were like, yeah, let's forget about agent because we have to be user centric. I'm gonna start a task. I'm gonna assign this task to, to a workspace, right? And I'm just gonna talk to my agent and say, please do this task, right? So it could it would be opposed to a task. And then we thought, oh yeah, okay, but really people talk about agent, that's just a fact. And this resource will exist no matter what. So we have to pretty much tie into it. And maybe this personification of the work, because an agent makes me think of a person, like make me think of a thing that acts, will be useful in the future. The day we have agents talking to one another, etc. So then we introduce a, th a third, um, yeah, a third resource, a fourth resource: so workspace, artifact, task, agent. And then within that resource, you can interact with it, and this is the chat that you were talking about, uh, the conversation, right? And that's it so far, right? So five resources involved. We can describe how they interact with one another, but that's the basic idea. Yeah, that was very helpful. Um, and I, I think it's, uh, Ismail, I, I missed where you said uh, the very beginning. Uh, if I, you said the uh, tasks um, component of the agent protocol. Um, because I think that there's a really good distinction here between the side effects and the subtasks. Um, and it's really important to have the ability for human feedback uh, for the internal uh, thinking of the agent. Uh, so if the agent thinks it's, you should take steps A, B, C, but the human says, well, A, B are good, but C, maybe you should take a different step uh, is to have an ability to have a, um, a, a nudging over there. Yes, yeah, subtask, huh? Uh, so expand more? The idea of subtask? Uh, I, I would love to hear about that. Uh, or uh, is that what you asked me? Sorry, I... Cutting in and out. Yeah, I'm asking. It's tricky for it's tricky for us. I, I the thing is, we want to start as agnostic as possible, and technically, you know, a, a subtask is a task. So, but I do understand the need of like dividing the work. That we're gonna figure things out. I know that the subtask can comes in can come in later. Should it come immediately as part of one resource? Should we create a hierarchy of tasks? Probably. But the question also is, what do we start with that can be digestible by the community? Right. <laughs> right. Because the idea is also that this protocol, ideally, we can also uh, ask people to implement it, ideally, fully end-to-end, -end, right? Because you know what? If an agent, I cannot interact and he can just do a task, it's not cool, right? It's, it's like, I'm just, I'm just going to wait five minutes and I don't know, I can't interact with you. Uh, it's not very fun. So ideally, this agent protocol, we actually... Um, uh, try to enforce it in the community, but then if you if you put a subtask, mm -hmm, maybe optional. But then it's a bit sad to have an agent protocol and immediately start introducing things that are optional, which give opportunity for people to, to just not have a standard. <laughs> but I guess you can. But it's I I, I do know that you know uh, nuances will come in later for sure. Right. I, so maybe it's, to refine what I meant, uh, so you can think of a subtask as you know a big you know, a big component of something you need to achieve along the way. Um, but what we're seeing right now with how uh, even the simplest agents are used, 
usually have, you know, a, a list of steps that the agent comes up with. Uh, and that's almost as important to the agenthood as the side effect. Uh, so, and we can see that, you know, uh, you know, uh, chain of thought, either just naively or explicitly with React or a similar framework really, really improves uh, LLM performance. Uh, so, so that's the part I'm most interested about. Like, where can we, you know, for a framework like React, how can we, if, I mean, if it is the intention to include something like that in the agent protocol or something compatible with that. And I understand if it's not, because like you said, it's really, really important to start simple and go from there. Um, but if we do want to have something like that, where is the, the, the best position to allow for at least optional uh, human feedback? Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's some things to consider along these lines is, you know, you could have, for instance, maybe take a few steps on the React um, and, and pause for human, you know, keep going or, or potentially edit some of the inputs, some of the outputs of the previous steps. Uh, these are Yeah, but that's it, you got it. That's actually the step, like the closest thing that you described, like when you said subtask, right now in the protocol, it's the step, which by the way, I made a mistake, I call that interaction. That's not the word we, 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 we finally came up with, it's the word steps. Got it, got it. Right, Thomas? Yeah, and so right now that's the closest to the subtask, kind of. And it's a placeholder for a bunch of things. Maybe actually the agent might not give actually a full detail of the subtask, but think about it, an agent, you know, initially maybe I just want to have a chat and then it bifurcates into something that's had side effects. So maybe my my first initial interactions are pure, purely chat-based where it comes back to me with some steps, but these steps are actually exactly like conversations. And then it decides to actually have side effects later on. So that's why I think the step can be a very good tool to uh, represent both a subtask and um, uh, also uh, encompass ta uh, chat as well. You, you know what we're trying to do is kind of crazy. And you tell me if actually that's a good idea. We're trying to make uh, the chat a subset of agent. Like ideally, ChatGPT is like a subset of agent, right? Because ChatGPT to me is like an agent. It's just an agent that doesn't have side effects. Which I just said, it's, it's not, you cannot have a, an agent technique, it should have side effects. But I think it would be nice to make it, um, um, yeah, um, to encompass the idea of chat. Ideally, an agent does everything. Do you kind of mean how with OpenAI, right now we have function calls and like content as a response from the API? So, you know, chat is kind of like the content and then you can have other, other things that come back with each request. Yeah, ideally we copy, uh, we try to uh, as much standardize with what they did because they're going to inspire the whole industry. So yeah, that's that, that's what I mean. Um. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Vervain. Uh, so we got a few, uh, few more folks here and we got a few raised hands. So just let me give you a quick... Uh, summary on what we are talking about now, and then I will invite Dave to speak, uh, then uh, Adam and Brennan, uh, you guys both are working on, on the same projects, so I, either of you. Uh, so, and, and Ismail, and I mean, there's a lot of requests, so so hopefully uh, everyone will get their, uh, get their uh, spot. So just a quick summary for new folks joining. We are talking about the agent protocol, uh, the, the idea is to have a common interface uh, to talk to agents 
we are starting very minimal and the reason for that is that we don't want to build on wrong assumptions uh we really want to build something that's agnostic to to the tech you to the tech stack you are choosing and then really and that's the reason we are we are uh, having this space is uh really to work with the community with the developers and iterate fast and very quickly uh, together and see what developers what developers need uh if you are interested in the and learning more in the agent protocol uh you can just visit the repository i posted it uh on the uh on the thread uh and uh yeah so let's let's invite a few more folks so uh let's go let's go dave uh brand or adam then ismail and then i would like to invite uh eric uh to speak who's also working on a very interesting uh agent hey dave just uh, just one tiny second before before uh, for folks in the audience, I pinned the tweet that Vasek just talked about on the top of the space. If you look at the top of the space, it's pinned uh, and go to there. And uh, Div and everybody else, can you give a brief introduction just for the recording of this? Uh, what you are, like who you are, what you're working on, and then and then present your projects. Uh, sure, sure. So hi, I'm Div. So I'm working on Multion, which is like a journalist web navigation agent. Um, so I would say like when you define an agent protocol or like anything new like this, you just start to like, okay, like what is the goal? And what is the exact problem we want to solve here? And and then why are like the existing solutions insufficient? Why do you need the first principle thinking to solve this problem, right? Like why can't you just take some sort of like HTTP or whatever like things that exist for like internet and like just use it here? Um, so here I will say like, like the goal in a sense for defining any sort of agent protocol is intercommunication. We want agents to intercommunicate and we want this to be general enough because then it, this will allow scalability and this will allow adoption. Then anyone can like uh, create an agent, link into this and they could like interconnect and talk to each other. Um, and then you can imagine like, okay, like what are the different things you need to solve for this to happen properly? And so what are the problems here? So one is you can think you need like something that's like really universal. So some sort of like universal protocol that's reliable. Um, Second is you need something that, that has like a trust factor. Like how do I trust this party? Like if I have like this like thousand agents directing with each other, how do I know this is not a malicious agent? Or how do I know it's not creating like uh, spreading false information on the whole network? And the third, I will say like a sort of a new problem which you don't have with existing system is I will say miscommunication. Because the uh, agents like as we have today are based on natural language. And so they have more human-like problems, which are like, okay, like you might talk to someone, but you might miscommunicate. And they might think something different than what you know or what you think. And so how do you solve these problems, right? And so you can imagine like if you have something like TCP, IP, or like HTTP, they're very good, like uh, universal protocols. They're also reliable. They account for like network drops. So they're like good starting points. You can also think like, why do you have something like secure certificates or like secure socket lawyer? The reason was like, okay, like you want to be able to like issue a certificate to trust a party. And maybe like you might want to like, like issue a, some sort of like certificate to agents. So I know like, okay, maybe this agent is trusted. This agent is not trusted. So this agent should not be allowed on this network. And I would say like the most interesting problem um, that needs to be solved when it comes to agents, I would just say is like simply miscommunication. And the reason for that is uh, like, you need to think about like agents as like sort of like how humans talk to each other. And uh, and like what I've observed is like, like they will just like sometimes tell things like, okay, like I'm done, but they're not actually like finished the task and they're just like miscommunicated it. Uh, and, and that is like some sort of like false information gap uh, in the whole system. So how do you solve this like sort of like uh, miscommunication gap? I will say, I will keep my talk to that. And uh, like what I've observed is like, if you have like for Multion, we have uh, like a manager agent and we have like sub agents. And the manager agent can make like a plan and then feed it to like sub agents that can like execute it. But what I've what I've seen sometimes happens is like the sub agent 
hasn't fully finished the task but can just say like oh i'm done and then and then the manager thinks like oh yeah it's it's done because i got it done and and that just gets like and then like the manager agent can tell me like okay like yeah this task is done where in like reality it's not done it's not even like uh, fully like attempted yet and it's basically like the sub agent is like literally like lying to its boss in a sense you can imagine it's very similar to that kind of thing and so you need to have the manager be able to like verify the work and so like how do you uh know that like this thing is actually done and uh, sort of like build some sort of like acknowledgement flow where like a sim- single like information uh tr- like a transfer is not enough you need to have like sort of like multiple exchanges which uh, could be like something like you need to have the manager go verify that okay like this was actually done and then you need to get an acknowledgement like yes i'm actually done and once you have that acknowledgement then you know okay like this work is actually done and then we can like terminate the task or if this task fail then we can like continue doing things um and so i would say like, that is the biggest problem that i imagine with like a agent protocol if you if you want to scale it because you will have like a lot of different agents uh you might have like every agent might be very different in how it works but in how they like communicate especially their status to each other that needs to be like very uniform and it needs to be trustable and so and and we need to make it like reliable otherwise like we won't be able to like scale this as a network um so i'll say like whatever protocols we implement now i'll probably be like v1 i don't know if like we'll need like some like v6 until we like reach like the final form that can actually like scale but i think like this is the right time to like start thinking about this problem and like sol- solving them and like putting them into practice so we can like find out okay what works what doesn't work um yeah yeah uh, yeah thank- thanks dev uh it, 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 those were great points and i think definitely one of the long term ish or or medium term goals of the protocol is to enable efficient agent to agent communication and uh and and much more uh and what i've seen in 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 the past weeks a lot of people working on something like agent protocols but really it it usually morphs into agent frameworks uh there's a it's very opinionated in terms of that you have to adjust your the way of your how your agent works and it has a lot of features built uh, into it right away uh, one thing we feared about and why we started this simple is that uh, we will just get a lot of these things wrong and no one will really care instead uh, and and it will be it will be super hard for people to re- even understand what it should do you know like uh, a lot of these things that diff just explained uh everyone i would say agrees on them that they needs to be done and created uh but uh even the terminology uh might be might be confusing uh, and and uh then getting into how exactly it should be done and what should happen how much it should be tied to specific frameworks how much it shouldn't uh i think it's much better to decide on these things as a group instead of just like putting one thing out there that's like a monolith with all these features yeah i would say i totally agree on this um like i think like, we need to separate a protocol from the framework itself like uh, like there might be some agent frameworks but agent protocols needs to be agnostic to that and the goal of a like a protocol needs to be on communication that's why you are defining a protocol um it's, it should not be about like how do you define the agent itself uh or the internal workings of the agent so like i guess like the best way to think of this is like a agent might be a black box and there might be a lot of different black box like operating using different frameworks but how can i build something 
that allows me to communicate and exchange data and like uh, information uh, between these black boxes. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, the goal is to be completely uh, agnostic to any tactic you want to use. Okay, so Adam, uh, let's or Alex, one of you. Uh, I think you both guys are working on the same. One of you, let's go next, and then I think Gubren uh, was raising a hand, and then Ismail. Cool. Yeah, it's great to meet everyone. Uh, just to, to add some context, uh, we we run one of the largest like agent groups here on Twitter. So if anyone's interested um, in agent development, definitely please shoot you know Alex or I or DM, and we'd be happy to bring you to the group. Um, but I want to pose a question um, to Yohai uh, Div. Um, maybe is Adam, 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 Adam. Sorry, sorry. Just a little bit. Uh, can you introduce yourself? What we are working on, and just go ahead. Yeah, really, really great to meet you. So Alex and I are. Uh, we've built a uh, monitoring tool for agents um, to actually see um, what what they're doing in real time, and we create some graphs so you can basically see exactly what your agent is doing on the internet. Um, we have a demo right now with Taxi, and we're in discussions with a few other people in this group, um, running some pilots to actually see how effective agents are, seeing where they succeed and where they fail. Um, but our goal is to be able to. Um, basically give a true score um, in a similar way to like Kaggle to see exactly how effective an agent is. Um, we also have a marketplace that we've built out for actually vetting, once we've vetted agents to actually go and sell agents on. Um, so from our perspective, if anyone's building um, agents, feel free to reach out. You know, we'd love to see if we can um, you know, add some observability, add some monitoring to, to the agents that you're building. Um, but uh, the, the main question I want to ask and you know, pose to you know, Ismail, um, Yohai, um, and a few other people um, on the chat is, how do you see, you know, if, if everyone's building their own kind of agent frameworks going into the future, how do you see them all interacting? Like, do you see, you know, having a protocol that lives, um, you know, on top of all of them? How do you kind of see, um, you know, cross-agent interaction between different frameworks? Like, you might have super agent, multi-on, baby AGI, um, kind of all working together. And we'd love to kind of hear what your thoughts are and how you see these um, different agents going about different tasks and actually working together in sync in the same way a team would. Um, yeah, I can give a like a slight answer here. So you can imagine like if you have something like say like REST APIs, for example, like uh, whatever like your server is or like your client is, it could be in any framework. It could be Python, it could be TypeScript, it could be like REST, whatever you matter, it doesn't really matter. And you can still use the same communication protocol. Like there's like a universal format on how like the headers work, how the body works and like how things are encoded. And then you can send them over a network. It doesn't really matter like, okay, like once you receive that communication packet, how do you process it? Like that's all up to you. But you need to be able to send the packets in a very sort of like uniform way. Uh, also, you want to also keep the flexibility where like you might be able, want to potentially send images, you might want to send videos, stuff like that too. Um, I will say the most important thing again here is like you need to establish a handshake. So I feel like there's a need for some sort of like three-way handshake where you, an agent can tell like, okay, like I'm doing this, uh, like okay, I'm, I'm sending this email to this person and uh, and, and then at some point it says like, okay, I'm done. And it says like, okay, I've sent this email to the person and it has the status said done. It sends it to some sort of like other like agent that say is uh, managing it. And then like the, the other agent can be like, okay, like I want to confirm this is done. So it will ask for acknowledgement and then you can send another packet back. It's like, okay, like I'm asking to acknowledge like, okay, like this work is actually done. And then the client can see this and be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm confirming that this work is actually done. And you send it back. And then the manager can sort of like know, okay, like this is actually done. And what problem this solves is also like what can happen is because if you don't have like a central state, like different agents might diff think different things. So one agent might think like, okay, like this is true, but other other thing might think this is false. 
and you might just create this like system of beliefs where everyone has a different belief until unless you can synchronize them yeah i just want to add on to that hey everyone uh, i'm working with adam uh we're part of agent ops uh that ai as well as staff so we're building both the um the marketplace for vetted agents as well as uh, a vetting mechanism uh one project we've been working on and still kind of figuring out exactly how it's functioning because there's there's a lot of complications alongside it uh riffing off of what div said is knowing exactly how you know your agent has succeeded at fulfilling a task so um there's both self-evaluation metrics and external evaluation. So if I say, uh, agent, please book me a plane ticket, um, the agent can come to its own determination whether it succeeded at the task. Uh, whether that's true or not is actually uh, kind of a hotly, uh, it's just not it's exactly guaranteed because uh, sometimes they could falsely believe that it's a completed its own task. Um, so uh, secondarily, we're, we're looking at external validators, which is suppose you do buy the plane ticket or the agent does complete it, uh, you would probably get an external email or some sort of like receipt or validation code uh, to an external service. You don't even need an agent to check that. You could potentially build out like a custom um, custom checker. So uh, building these sorts of tools uh, as like separate layers to the agents is uh, a way I see uh, that, you know, this kind of like third party sidecar uh, would be able to assess those sorts of things. It's really cool. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and yeah. clear. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Um, just sharing quick thoughts. I mean, I think as I hear you guys talk about being able to test agents, one thing that would be helpful is understanding which objectives, you know, one agent is good at versus not good at. So then we can, um, so then I could, you know, if, if another agent is much better at a certain type of task, I can go in and understand why, and we can kind of learn from each, better, um, each other better. So um, that seems really helpful to me. I don't even have a list of like objectives I, I run tests against for, for my own agents. So even just having a standard list that we test our agents against and being able to compare benchmarks would be really helpful. Hey, Yohei, just... could you introduce yourself and what, what you're working on, please? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, Yohei, I run Untapped Capital. I'm a VC by day, and I'm building baby AGI by night. Yeah, well, let's definitely connect because we're creating kind of a list of, how should I say, like test environments uh, or kind of common tests to, to run agents against. And um, it's still kind of an early, uh, we only have maybe like less than, fewer than 50 that we've fleshed out. But uh, we kind of want to create like a training ground where, you know, if you think you have an agent that can do things like book tickets or, you know, perform certain tasks, you, you run it against the environment and it kind of gets the, gives you like a test suite, like an integration test suite of how the agents perform across a variety of tasks. Uh, we're riffing off of a paper, uh, and I'll share the paper in the, the group chat, and maybe somebody could jumbotron it. Um, it's called Mind to Web. It was produced by um, a research team at uh, Ohio State. Uh, essentially, they hired something, uh, a variety of like mechanical Turks to just do operations on the web. And they record over 2,000 different tasks, you know, things like buying a pair of headphones from Best Buy, you know, uh, going to Facebook and writing a post, uh, going to Twitter and writing a tweet. And uh, they've recorded every single interaction there. Uh, and that those interactions are the idea. It's like the baseline of like, this is what a successful agent would do in the same way that a human does. Uh, and so by being able to compare an autonomous agent against the way that a human operated there uh, is kind of the thinking that we're using in terms of um, doing the benchmarks. So uh, let me share the link and maybe you can put it on the Jumbo. Just just add one more thought. Um, I, I, te I tested baby AGI, calling baby AGI, 
um, which made me think it'd be really cool if I could then call call these benchmarks to find out which agent's good at something. So then I could have Baby AGI call Multi on if I needed to book a, you know book a flight, or then call Cognosis if I needed to do research. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, we're totally aligned there. I think that's definitely the future. It's just uh, you, you want to figure out exactly what agents can, you know, complete the task in the, in the most efficient way possible. I think eventually you're going to have, you know, 10, 20 agents that are all capable of doing the same task. Um, and may, we may come down to a point where it's AWS versus, you know, Google Cloud, where you're just looking for the cheapest option. Um, and, and all you really care about is getting the task done. Once, once it's been vetted that it is great at completing XYZ task. Before before we move to the, another another uh, topic, I think Mervin might have something to add for the benchmarks. As you guys from AutoGPT, you've been uh, working on something related, and then uh, yeah, we have few more folks here uh, to raising hands. So Brennan, Ismail, and Lev will will go next. Yeah, uh, did you require? Did you uh, allow Elan to speak? I would love him to speak about the benchmark initiative. We have we're trying to build a benchmark that is agnostic of any agent, right? Oh, okay. And the idea is that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just uh, let me know who, who are you talking about, uh, Eric? No, Silen, Silen, Silen. Uh, to to speak, you need the uh, Android or uh, um, iOS app, by the way, and then you click on request, just so you know. Um, so in the meantime, I'm just going to say what we did. It's just a benchmark. And it's these are agnostic tasks, and the idea is that to the, the protocol, along with it, what if we had a common testing suite? That would be awesome, right? So that we can actually test whether the agent complies with uh, this protocol or not, and where it, it doesn't comply and where it does, so that we can have some sort of a checkbox that the agent follows. So that the interface part of the benchmark, and on top of that, we're trying to also identify tasks that are. Um, um, common across many agents, uh, which are either generalists, so for example, the ability to modify a file, to read a file, to uh, generate a file, to make, to search, uh, to generate code, things like that, to memorize all these things. And so we're trying to, it's an open source project, right? So um, the goal is to make it as agnostic as possible. And we've already started benchmarking other agents. Um, but we need help to integrate those other agents. It's a very hard problem. It's also one of the big reasons we need this protocol. We are struggling to connect these agents to the benchmark very much. So that's, I'm going to stop here. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, so quick recap, and then we'll go to, to more folks. Uh, we are talking about agent protocol. Uh, now we were talking about why uh, having common protocol for testing agents and evaluating them might be useful for the future, and uh, why it's for specifically for AutoGPT team uh, very hard to benchmark different agents as any agent, every agent actually is is sort of built in a different way, uh, and there isn't really any any standard how to how to call them. Uh, okay, so Brennan, I think you were you were raising your hand uh, before. Yeah. Uh, if you have anything yeah. to add, uh, feel free to please please introduce yourself and, and go ahead. Yeah, hey guys, um, this is Brennan Woodruff with uh, Go Charlie. Um, it's awesome to share the stage with uh, with Dave, Marine, uh, Adam, a lot of you guys like been following for quite some time. 
uh, we're building a, a cognitive agent that effectively uses our own LLMs and multimodal models to um, to create marketing content to achieve specific goals. So you might say, um, I want to grow my sales by 30, 30x over the next three years, determine the platforms I should target, audiences I should target, and go create all the content necessary to achieve that goal. Um, so more of a, maybe a specialist applied case. But I guess when I originally raised my hand, uh, Marween, I was wondering, I know there's a lot of people on the call that maybe they're, they're experts in agents, or if you can consider one an expert in agents, but there's some people on the call that maybe are not as familiar. And so when I was first introduced to the idea of agent, it was very much from the perspective of a one size or, or one agent will win it all. And so I'd be curious if you might be able to share with the group why you think that that won't be the case, because I think that's kind of the foundation for establishing this communication protocol. Is someone speaking? Or did my readers, readers start or something? Oh, Div, uh, yeah, Brandon was speaking. And it could be the Twitter spaces is, is uh, rugging <laughs> us a little bit. So, Div, uh, can I, I don't hear. I don't hear him either. I don't hear Brandon either. I'm, it's just silent. Oh, is there silence? Oh no! <laughs> Can you not hear? Oh no! I think Sorry, Brandon, I... you're on the recording, but yeah, Sorry, we're, we're I getting. Can... I can hear you, Brandon. Very weird. You yeah. guys can hear me. Some folks can <laughs> hear you. Okay. Did did none of that get heard whatsoever, or did that question come through? I, I think the question, and for folks, if they can hear me, and uh, feel free to like take this and then repeat. The question was from Brennan is. Uh, why is the assumption that there is going to be multiple agents uh, competing for the same space and people are using different ones? And uh, what led to kind of the the decision to, to make this a protocol versus continue working on, on one agent? Renan, is that a fair summary of what you asked? Yeah, just to get those that may not be as familiar with the agent space that I, I'm seeing on the, the spaces attendees list. Yeah, just, so, so the, the question is just to cover uh, it for folks who are not as familiar with agents, I guess. Um, yeah. Everybody on stage who wants to feel free to tackle this question. Why? Well, it's why easy. Is it I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's easy, right? I mean, anyone can take it, right? Uh, go ahead, do it. Like I'm gonna say the obvious, right? Someone take it, please. Okay, Is I it? can take it. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Ismail. Yeah. So I'm gonna introduce myself. So my name is Ismail. I'm the co-founder of SuperAgent. SuperAgent one-liner is basically add any agent to any application by anyone. So the uh, I'm, I'm coming at this from a more practical approach. Uh, and to answer the question regarding why build a protocol, won't there be just one agent, etc. My experience is the following, that people, agents will be created by a bunch of people. It won't be only the people in this room. In the end, all end users will create their own agents one way or another. So... In that sense, there will always be multiple agents. There will be more agents uh, as, as the users of agents grow, there will be even more agents created. So there will, won't be one agent. That's my, uh, that's my uh, assumption, at least. That's where I'm coming from. And when it comes to the protocol in itself, uh, I mean, agents today already communicate with external uh, external entities such as APIs or what it might be. They are called tools. So what we've done in SuperAgent is that we have around, I would say, 1,500 agents in production today, and they speak to each other, and they speak to external tools. 
the protocol is very similar, similar to what Div was talking and referring to. I mean, a more of a SMTP or HTTP type of protocol. And agents already communicate with external entities. And so from where I see it, the protocol itself should be very similar to how agents use or communicate with third-party tools such as APIs. So in our case, I mean, for me, an agent, I want to know how can I integrate baby AGI? How can I integrate auto GPT? How can I integrate any agent that any of you amazing people have built into super agents so that people can run them? How would I do that in a simple, sane way without having to compromise my environment, my stack or anything else? And the simple answer to that question from my point of view becomes a very simple type of protocol, uh, you know, similar to basically a REST API or an HTTP type of protocol. I'll stop there. I would like Thank to- Thank you for helping the rest um, of the crowd come up to speed. I would like to expand on the topic of uh, agents communicating with each other. I, uh, I'm working on Clippy, which is a coding agent, and uh, we have a lot of different sub-agents, and I believe that is a really powerful framework because you need to uh, distribute a lot of uh, advice to agents uh, about how to handle different things. Uh, and you cannot do it all in one agent, so specialized agents are really uh, the way forward. I think we all agree on that. And uh, because of that, it is very important that agents can call another agents. And also uh, an important uh, feature is that agents should be able to use external tools. So for instance, if I'm uh, using an agent which does something on my computer, uh, it might be reasonable to run the agent on the server, but the tool has to run on my computer to write file, read file, uh, run a command. And so for that, uh, the protocol should incorporate that. And it's the same with agents which are external because uh, it can also be the case that one agent is on one server and another is on another. So they should be able to communicate and uh, the protocol should be uh, a two-way street in that sense. And also it would be nice to uh, support for streaming. Uh, if you don't mind, let me just summarize this uh, in a sense. So you're, you're suggesting that the protocol uh, will define like kind of a runtime environment and execution environment and uh, that it should be local to the user if they want to, including allowing different tools like writing to file, reading from like file system, etc. But also uh, you outlined in the beginning the need to inter-agent communication with different agents, whether or not they're running on your environment or execution environment or somewhere else via server. Is that, is that a fair summary of what you suggested? Yes. So basically the agent should be able to return some call to a tool uh, back to the user. And uh, it can be the agent asking for feedback. It can be the agent asking to perform some action on the computer, or it can be the agent calling another agent. And so then on the client side, we can call, uh, we can make a call to another server and do that. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of these uh, features and extensions to our protocol makes a lot of sense. Uh, then again, we, we are getting back to uh, how how much complexity there should be for, since the, from the beginning uh, of, of launching something like this, especially, I, I think, I think uh, like putting a lot of features and complexity uh, into a protocol right away might be a little bit counterproductive in the beginning, even though I agree with a lot of them as, uh, for example, with two-way communication and streaming, I think those are crucial. Uh, even though when we, for example, have at the moment problems with even deploying agents or hosting them in environments where agents can do things in the file system where they can save files. Uh, uh, so, so I think we will eventually as a community uh, get there to something much more complex. But I think we should be sort of mindful of uh, how we are getting there and what is uh, doable at the moment and what toolings we are missing before, uh, for example, allowing multi-agent uh, communication or, or, or uh, and, and even, even taking into account like ability to complete task of a single agent. I, I think there's a still to be done of, in, in terms of more re reliability. Uh, yeah, so so we have. I have a lot of requests here. Uh, so sorry if I'm if I'm removing you from the speakers. I'm just shuffling people here, trying to get everyone on the stage. Uh, we 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 have an Eric here who's been working uh, on his project and his company, uh, and who's been working with AutoGPT. Uh, I've, so let's go, Eric, next. And then David has raised his hand. Uh, he can go next. And I think Alex had, had raised his hand and left also. Uh, hi. So uh, my name is Eric. Um, I've been working primarily the past few weeks on two projects. Um, one is called AutoPack, which is intended to be a, the package manager for AI agent tools. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. You like things like working with Gmail or looking up things from various APIs, Wikipedia, Wolfram Alpha, like all of these things that should be like common tool sets that are available across a bunch of different agents. Um, that's kind of the intention of that to the goal of making it really easy to start your own, um, to start your own agent and already have a bunch of tools already built in that you don't have to implement yourself. Um, it also allows other agents to work together to extend the capabilities of everyone at the same time. Um, so like kind of one of the things is, is, you know, there's been mentions a couple times of, you know, a bunch of different agents, basically everyone creating their own agents. Um, my intention is to make that as simple as possible, uh, to kind of get us to this point. Um, I've also created my own agent, uh, which is mostly like a proof of concept in terms of like this goal and what like an agent could look like in the future. Um, you know, I've implemented the E2B pro, uh, protocol. Um, I also did implement streaming alongside of it. So I have like a web socket connection where you can see like real time output of the uh, actual agent. Um, so a lot of this stuff is just like research proof of concept, but the ultimate goal is to make creating a new agent as, as easy as possible and allowing it to plug into the existing infrastructure. 
of of you know everything else so basically the way i see uh all of this fitting into this conversation is especially around what we were talking about with like subtasks um and like talking to other agents to me like farming out a task to another agent is very much just like a tool um so you know you might take your task from a human you would decompose it into a series of subtasks especially for more complex tasks i think it's unreasonable to assume that one agent can complete every step of that task um there especially over time there's going to be more and more individualized uh and niche uh subtasks so to me the important part is you know taking the original task decomposing it and then giving the subtasks the individual parts of the task to the agents that are able to complete those most effectively um and so this happens in my opinion through tools um so you select the right tools tool selection i think is an incredibly important part you select the right tools some of those tools might be uh, other agents um but the important part is that the the agent itself and like the LLM don't even really know that it's another agent. It's just a way to get a task done. Um, so that's kind of the, the way I'm approaching it. Um, yeah, so I, th I think that's everything I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm happy to answer questions. I'm gonna post the, the GitHub repo in the, the thread. Thanks, Eric. Like, was David next or Lee Lev? Yeah, oh, thanks, Eric. Uh, I, th I think David uh, raises his hand next and then Leaf. Uh, uh, yeah, then we have a few more folks. Uh, eyelash. Sure. Hello. Hey, can everyone hear me? All right. So, yeah. Yeah, we so can hear. Please introduce yourself. So, I'm David. I'm working on uh, Omni, which is a uh, agent for sales business intelligence. So, it's a very, very uh, focused agent. And the reason why it's so focused is, you know, I think it's kind of going back to the earlier question about uh, agent, you know, why, why, why not just have one generalized agent? It's just that what I found is um, you, there's always sort of a trade off between generalizability, reliability, and token usage. Right. And if you actually want to deploy agents to production, that's basically, you know, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the, that's the trade-off that other people think about that I think developers don't think about enough. Um, so, you know, I've just been spending all my time trying to essentially figure out what's the, what's the 99.9% .9 reliability, you know, agent, like how do you make an agent 99.9% .9 reliable, reliable and still keep the cost sort of relatively optimal. Um, so I really, I really hope that whatever protocol we come up with really sort of, address that as the highest priority like I, I think that's actually the main problem to solve before we before we talk about any of this agent communication stuff like that's the main problem to solve right there right so i'll, I'll, I'll sort of throw two kind of um ideas out there to, to the two two areas that we should really discuss a little bit more on so one is uh i think somebody somebody in this in this uh in this room mentioned earlier about a human feedback the human examples I think that's actually quite an important area to go to uh, to support sort of uh, on the on a protocol level this human feedback, and the reason is because the the main technique I found to get agent reliability is really with few shot prompting, right? So you know when the agent creates its plan, and when it picks its tools. So I think Eric also talked about choosing the right tools, right? So what tools to pick, what's the definition done, kind of what Dave was saying earlier. Right, so all of these you can improve the performance of all of these drastically with human with human feedback, right? With examples and human feedback, 
so I, I think that's actually the opportunity as a community on the protocol level, which is why can't we have a set of standardized tools and a set of example plans with human feedback on here's how you will solve, here's how you will create a plan for this particular problem, right? And here's how you will use this tool in this particular instance. And that actually could be a shared resource that all of our agent developers could use, you know, for few-shot prompting, for example. I think, I think that's actually, so that's sort of suggestion number one, I think, you know, should be just supported on a protocol level. Suggestion number two is, you know, I, I really do hope that we also um, sort of shift the conversation a little more towards debugging and traceability, right? So kind of on that reliability angle, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure what the pro how, how we need to change the protocol to better improve that. But, you know, one that one of my big requests for when I'm developing my agent is really time travel debugging, right? So just really good, having a very good way to see here's exactly what your agent has done Here's the exact steps that failed. And by the way, if you could click this button, it will actually reproduce that exact same state on your local environment. So you could just start debugging right at that exact spot. Like, I, I, I don't think, I, I haven't seen any tools that's doing that, right? Um, and a lot of the tools that I've seen are just using their sort of custom protocol. But if there is an open protocol that actually has this debugging support, then, you know, hopefully there'll be a, big ecosystem of different debugging tools and traceability tools. So that, that's, that's sort of just the two kind of main issues I'm seeing as, a, as an agent developer trying to, trying to get to, you know, 99.9% reliability. I mean, it's really fucking hard. Uh, I, I'm sure all of you guys know. So, you know, it's, uh, so whatever protocol we make, should just open up room for a lot more collaboration, a, a lot more sharing of data and examples and, you know, a lot more infrastructure and debugging tools. Yeah, can I just say something? Sorry to interrupt. E2B, our host, that's what they want to do. So we just need to just agree on this protocol and then it's going to be super easy to just go the do the replayability and they even have plans to do editability, right? So the SEC and Thomas, the, the, the E2B, the, the company. So really it's up to us to decide quickly on the protocol so that we can have these amazing features. I want them so bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the the current protocol is a is a really good start, and I get the point about you know having it like start kind of at the at the from the first principles or the simplest version. Um, I, I guess my I guess you know the 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 two I guess my two main suggestion to to add is just the the human feedback component as well as uh, if if we if we really want to do good time travel debugging, kind of like the way at least the way I'm I'm imagining it there probably needs to be some sort of support for like a shared um, state for the agent, right? Because as, as, the, as the planner executes, there's, at least for my agent, there's sort of a scratch pad, right? That the agent could just read and write to as it executes. So some sort of shared state that you could pull and the debugging tool could pull. And then when you do time travel debugging, they could instantly restore the state and your plan and everything else, you know, to that exact, to that, you know, exact time. Yeah, thank, thanks, David. Uh, those are great observations. So just doing a little bit of chill here. As Mervay mentioned, yeah, we are working on something like this. Uh, what uh, we, we can sort of imagine one of our products to be kind of Chrome DevTools, but for AI agents that you can use in real time as you are building your agent. And one of the things it will allow it 
to for you is to uh, snapshot the whole environment in which the agent is running and then you can time travel with these snapshots and it will not only load just a prompt or uh, or the right or the step of your agent but also the whole environment metadata file system memory uh, all the processes everything that was running and you can just branch from that point and and keep going or, or you can compare it to to other snapshots Got it. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to kind of be too like um, be too tactical here, but I mean, my my one question is: Does does that require running on your own environment? Yeah, currently it it runs in in our environment. Uh, we are finding out ways how to make it great uh, experience for developers that are building this uh, on uh, on their computers. And the idea is that once you once you adopt this protocol, uh, any other platform can start implementing their own tooling around agents, and you also your agent also instantly becomes compatible with with uh, E2B. So we kind of want to lead the way and show people that, that their own platforms can also uh, benefit from the from the protocol. I have two quick points. Uh, first, about testing the agents. Uh, if you have this protocol which allows to run agents remotely, uh, then it would be extremely easy to cheat on those evaluations because you can obviously intercept all the requests. Uh, then if you have uh, a certain task, you can easily uh, overfeed the agent for that particular task. And then uh, you could uh, make yourself an artificial score uh, I'm not sure how this problem can be solved, but it's definitely worth thinking about. And two, I wrote some things about, uh, I wrote my thoughts on the protocol on a GitHub page. I sent it to the thread and uh, I think it is a viable protocol which implements most of the things we talked about. Uh, it doesn't implement the state well, but uh, and resuming the agent, but it does implement human feedback. It does implement external tools, uh, calling other agents. It is platform agnostic, so um, I think it is worth checking out. It uh, there is no code, no implementation, just a write up of the protocol. But uh, to me, it looks reasonable. Did, did you did you share it in the uh, in the thread? Uh, I'm trying to find in it. The thread, yes. Uh, Lev, if you don't mind, DM this to me. I'll pin this if it's like a tweet. Uh, I'll pin this to the jumbotron here for folks to see uh, for history. Okay. Uh, so uh, can I, I think Far was raising his hand. Then Nilesh, Then Alex, go ahead and. Uh, I would like to slowly start wrapping this space. Uh, uh, I, I know we have a few more requests from the audience. Uh, uh, if we have a little bit more time, I will try to add one or two folks here, but we are already over over one hour and I would like to keep it uh, uh, at least under under 90 minutes.
So far, I think you raised your hand uh, quite some time ago. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, that that was uh, discussed, but uh, for yeah, can us... just, so, sorry, can you just introduce yourself uh, and and then go ahead? Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, Farel Farouk from uh, Not.ai. We build uh, autonomous AI agents for uh, enterprise. And uh, I spoke with Vasek a couple weeks back about uh, our challenge in benchmarking uh, AI agents. And a big thing that came out of our conversation is uh, the need for a, a unified data set and framework in order for us to be able to uh, you know, compare each of our agents in a in a more reasonable way than how it's done right now, because you know uh, th there isn't uh, a, like a unified way for us to do these types of evaluations, like in RL or in any other um, uh, 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 any other specific uh, circumstance or situation where like you want to compare two different models. So th that's something that uh, I'd really want to see is if we can uh, figure out a way to come together to uh, come up with and build an extensive uh, data set for AI agents uh, across different types of tasks and modalities. Yeah, uh, I think a few folks here already mentioned that they are building data sets. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Adam and Alex who mentioned agent dopes uh, said or we're talking about data sets, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, does any, anyone has anything to add to, to what just far said? Feel free to speak. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I would recommend folks to look at the mind to web that's been to the Jumbotron as well. It's kind of the, the data set for executing tasks, at least on the web, um, so to build evaluations on top of. Uh, but definitely, <laughs> if you're building a framework of agents, folks in the audience, uh, consider also contributing back kind of a data set of what works, what doesn't work. So then, you know, other folks can run iterations on top of this and then figure out whether or not their agents are able to, and then maybe do scores. Uh, not necessarily part of the protocol, but definitely part of the ecosystem and the community of everybody working towards the same goal. Yeah, at, um, at AutoGPT right now, um, I'm working with uh, Rwan. We're building AutoGPT benchmarks. Um, and I, I've spoken with a few of you here, um, but essentially we know that benchmarking is super important to know if, you know, agents are, um, if your agent's improving or how good your agent's doing. And we have nothing like that. Uh, we have no protocol for benchmarking at the current moment. Um, and what we're building is an agnostic way to easily benchmark uh, any agent. Uh, and I love that there's, uh, energy uh, coming here um, and we, we need your help the the truth is is that building an agnostic benchmark is quite hard um, but but it needs to be done we need to know what's the best agent uh, we need to obviously as as others have said we need to have some sort of agreed upon data set uh, and right now we're we're writing a paper uh, with David Bao from Northeastern and um, Adam from Microsoft research and we would be very happy to uh, get some agents integrated and, and you know, have your name on the paper uh, and really have a standard uh, for what is, uh, you know, the best agent in each category, whether it be code, whether it be adaptability, whether it be retrieval or memory. Uh, we have a data set currently built out. Uh, we would love, you know, more contributions or more energy 
uh, towards the space. I'd love to, you know, DM me. I'd love to chat with uh, anyone to help them integrate it. Um, Eric, actually, who who spoke uh, earlier, uh, has been using his his benchmark along with AutoPack to to build his agent, um, and it already beats most agents out there, um, just because he can benchmark it and he can uh, develop using test driven development. He can just add code, check if it actually improves it or not, um, and then you know c- continue developing. Uh, so I think I think most of us or a lot of us recognize that this is important and it is the future. Um, and I love that that there's energy coming here. I'd love uh, if you DM me or message uh, me. I'd love to chat. Um, that'd be wonderful. Thanks, Alan. Uh, so I think n- next one was Snilish and then Alex, David, and Rebel, and then we'll probably wrap it up. I'm sorry, folks, if uh, some of you didn't get a chance to speak. There will definitely be more more uh, spaces like this. So go ahead, Nilesh. Hey, everyone. My name is Nilesh Tsuveri. I'm based in India. And we are essentially applying uh, autonomous agents to multi-stakeholder projects uh, across different companies. And that's probably the reason where I'm coming from. And there are like three items on my wish list that an agent protocol should have. And we'll probably end up inventing this, but it's it's good to build a protocol in the, along with the community, right? So first aspect is that this protocol should actually allow humans and agents to operate at the same level, right? We don't all we don't want to bake in the assumption that um, an agent will, uh, if it if it generates a plan, it delegates tasks only to an agent, right? We are using it in a way that you know agents can generate a plan and delegate tasks to humans, or it could be vice versa. And that that means that oversight and uh, intervention they need to be generic enough to work across humans and agents. Because in in our use case, we just see that there's a lot of power that gets unlocked when humans and agents both can be composed together as teams. So this is this is the sort of problem space that we come from. Second aspect is uh, essentially uh, a need to decouple the transport mechanism. So in our case, agents sometimes uh, delegate or communicate with each other over email and not really REST APIs, right? Because they are deployed by different companies. And uh, the HTTP endpoints are harder to integrate, and you know, uh, uh, and email is just something that you can easily drop and message to, right? So allowing email as a transport mechanism might be uh, worth considering. And third aspect, which is not immediate priority for us, but would be really fantastic to have in long term, is allowing more flexible organization structures. So instead of assuming that there's a manager agent which creates a plan and delegates tasks to sub agents, we would also uh, like to see uh, flat structures where agents don't have a hierarchy, right? There's no authority there and they work as a sort of a coherent group like this community, for example, right? So flat structures, hierarchy structures, and then decentralized groups. I think that's uh, nice to have uh, to expect from a protocol like this. Thanks, Elijah. Anyone has anything to add? Mervain, maybe Thomas? Maybe any, anyone else, if uh, just you don't need to raise your hand, just feel free to speak. Yeah, let's uh, follow up to actually do things, if you're okay. Um, the Twitter space is yeah. great to speak, but to actually do things, it's, it can be pretty tricky. Um, uh, we have created a channel in the AutoGPT Discord, where you have a lot of people that, that have similar problems, whether they're users or actually agent creators. So we're going to send the channel in the chat, the, the space, so that you can join 
and then we can start collaborating in order to um, promote what you have to offer, right, to the community, because it's all about value, right? If you have something that actually can deliver value to the AutoGPT users or any users, then uh, this is it. That's what we want, right? That's all we yeah. care about, literally. So then uh, I'm going to send this channel, and then you can start yeah. um, talking about what you've built. Yeah, thank you, Marwan. Uh, also, if you don't like anything on the protocol, uh, it's very easy to try it out. You can just go to the repository. There is a Python package. We are also working uh, on the on the TypeScript package. Uh, actually, I think PR landed just today. You can install it, try the implementation. Uh, if you don't like anything, open an issue. Go to, or go to AutoGPD agent protocol. Share your your experience there. Or just like go ahead, try to change it. Open up PR. Uh, I think everyone would love it. That's why we are building this in public, and that's why uh, the code is open source. So if you have your own ideas, uh, I think the best way is to to voice them uh, and to share them with everyone. If it this gets more support from other folks, uh, I think there's a high chance of, of implementing this. Uh, we, it's not really that we want to build our own way. We really want to build something that developers yeah. need and makes sense for them. Yeah, all right. So it sounds good. Actually, we are just on this journey. So it's it's happening at a very opportune time, right? Uh, that we're just about to start thinking about these problems. Okay, how do we enable human AI teaming? Because the projects that we want to accomplish are really complex. They are at the top of a really uh, large enterprise. And this is, you know, uh, that's where, you know, we see that, okay, the uh, uh, any rigid model for oversight and intervention uh, will not work, right? We need to allow generic sort of uh, uh, composability. So that's where I'm coming from. I'll be happy to look at uh, the protocol and then uh, raise issues and participate there. Thanks, thanks, Nilesh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I meant it for anyone, really. If, if anyone has anything to add, go to Discord channel, go to repository and uh what's your what's your opinion uh who do we have next uh alex you, you yeah i think your... i was next so so yeah. i'll take off the hat of helping you with the space and put on the hat of somebody who reacts to some of the stuff that's that's uh said here i think protocol is a great idea i think many people are working on different implementations etc and many people have voiced the need of agents communicating with each other because there will be agents that are specialized in specific things. And uh, I don't know if that's part of protocol VASAC or, or not yet, but definitely this space is a great place to kind of listen to the community and what they're currently dealing with, and then figuring out how much of this is getting baked into the protocol, how much it isn't. Uh, also a great idea probably here to um, figure out what is the scope of protocol. Is it the execution protocol? Is it communication protocol? Uh, if we have a communication protocol, it's, let's say it's you know HTTP, whether or not this is kind of on top of it. Uh, Nilesh raised an interesting point, and I think some other folks have said this from the perspective of user reaction or something. Interesting point here is that agents sometimes have async execution timelines, right? Not Nothing is... It doesn't have to be synchronous or streaming. Sometimes you would have to wait for an email to come in or like a GPU process to end. And I think that's also important to kind of take into account whether or not like the execution um, finish, quote unquote, ends with a async, uh, you know, <laughs> async result. And how do you read this async result? 
some folks previously i'm i'm running and rambling i'm also summing up some folks have mentioned kind of the, the process of like a shared state and that's going to be interesting whether or not this is part of the protocol or the protocol just allows for that but also that's going to be like a like a you know the whole ecosystem around databases whether or not the protocol allows for a shared state where do you actually store the shared state whether it's a vector db and then you have to bring on the vector people and say hey you know, use this protocol and then people will use a vector DB for a shared state and then you'll be able to recreate and do the, the, the time travel debugging that I think David mentioned and, and those things. So definitely this is a great space for like a lot of ideas, a lot of people who are actually building frameworks. I've noticed one confusion around the word agents. Some people here meant agents as agent frameworks, like all oh, the GPT is not one agent. It's like an agent framework that you can build agents and then users of other GPT build the, the actual agents. And some people actually said an agent as, as a thing that does the task, right? Like after you've used the framework and you have an agent that's running, that's an agent that does the task. I think a definition around whether like what's an agent, if, if that's a, a framework of a, a agentry or actual task executioner like i think a, a good definition here would help uh, uh clarify the con communication around what we're talking about what we need um and i think i'll end here i said multiple things i will just add this one thing i've been to the jumbotron uh, a list a twitter list of a bunch of folks that i've tried to add there everybody who's building and working on agents and platforms and everything uh if you want to be included on this list dm me and if you want to follow the whole kind of ecosystem uh, I'm trying to like add this side of the community on Twitter, uh, but generally, Vasek, like, thank you for for this great space. Thank you for having me as well. Um, and yeah, collect everything. And the compilation can't happen in real time. Like, there's a lot of information jam here. We're gonna do. I'll, I'll help you transcribe and have the ideas. Maybe we'll publish it in in some way. Uh, but definitely, this is a great space, and and the community should coalesce around this. Thank you, Alex. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the with the asynchronicity uh I, I think and and human also human feedback uh it's very important i've been big prominent of building agents in a way that it's totally okay for them to ask for help if the ux and ui is built in a way that it uh for users it is expected to provide some guidance because i think oh in, in with with, with general folks or folks that are not developers and or don't, or don't interact with the space uh, it's been kind of communicated maybe uh, uh unluckily that the agents can now do anything and people can just go to the agent they type hey build me an ios app or if it's a different uh, if it's a, if it's codic agent and then they are surprised that it's not working so having a way uh, to uh, for the agent to ask for help, uh, having a way for the agent to indicate, hey, something is taking some time, and building all the products and agents in a way that it's expected to work like this, and communicating like like this, and having a protocol that can support this very easily for people, uh, I think will be a great enabler with uh, the whole discussion about taking agent into the production. And also the last thing I wanted to add is, of course, no one says that there will be just a single protocol. Definitely there can be multiple of them. Maybe we will have one protocol for communication. We will have another protocol for, uh, I don't know, uh, saving save or saving content uh, or, or like shared workspaces. Uh, so I, th I think there's a lot to be done. This space 
uh, I mean, Asian space is just a few months old, essentially. So I don't even expect that we will have everything figured out uh, in, 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 in a few weeks. Uh, let me see who's, who's, who's next. Uh, I think Rebel has ha- raised hand for quite some time. And then, then David, uh, David words, right? Go ahead guys. Yeah. Hi. Um, thanks for, for, um, uh, giving me the, the opportunity to speak. Um, uh, I'm a CTO of a, a large retailer, um, so kind of my take on this is how do we utilize um, LLMs or, or, or GPT or whatever at this point in time, but the reason why I'm in this call is is because of the, the greater picture of it, like where are we actually going? And what I'm left with is is... Um, we need to keep it simple in the beginning like so many have said if you start too broad um, we're going to get lost like you're going to build something that that, that doesn't fit all and what we're actually talking about here is like the end goal We're, we're in a state right now where it's intelligence augmentation. It's not artificial intelligence. And if we will come to it, that's another whole discussion. But right now we have to think about it as, okay, I'll, I'll start a task that I want completed. And I want to have it done autonomously, but it has to talk to different entities along the way. Um, that is a complex matter, um, which I don't have the solution to, but I just wanted to kind of give my two cents into this and that's start simple and make sure that um, we think about it like the old kind of books on human machine interfacing, like simplicity above all. And that it's basically human to human interaction that we're talking about. It's just not humans right now. It's 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 human esque. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes much sense right now because I've been listening um uh, for so, such a long time. Um, but Nilesh, I think you nailed it uh, basically on on your point of view, but. Like there's the enterprise part of stuff and then there's the consumer part of stuff. And I've been looking at all the tools coming out and everything is for business, small business, whatever. And there's very little coming for consumers. At this point, it's very specialized for, for enterprise, but for consumers, it's going to be a big thing. Like where is my Doppler? Where is my, where is my, my digital twin? Like that, that can spin up an agent or a thought or whatever the naming is going to be called, and then how does that communicate with Nervan and and Nilesh and David and Thomas, and how how do we accommodate for that? That that I think that should be kind of the bottom line here. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna leave you with it, with the the abstract thoughts of that. Thanks, Rebel. 
Yeah, one idea I had for quite some time is building an agent that's essentially a copy of me and then just deploying on Slack uh, and uh, feeding all the all the knowledge, uh, company knowledge we have and allowing for folks to communicate with it even though when I'm uh, unavailable. So if anyone is working on this, uh, ping me. Uh, I do want to try it out even though it might not be working as great as it, as it, as it sounds. I'm doing the same, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to discuss. I guess, uh, to chime in here, this is the distinction I was trying to point at, uh, Vasek, whether or not the protocol is supporting kind of agent frameworks, or is it supporting kind of the, the, the actual stuff that's running and executing the task. And I think it would be important to kind of highlight uh, what the protocol is for and kind of boundaries as well, because otherwise I think Rebels right, Milos is right. There's a chance to get like um, too broad and try to like put too many things into a protocol, and then th those protocols usually it's really hard for them to kind of scale with different use cases. Following you know after things change, for example, right? So we're we're going to see multimodality coming in. I think so several folks mentioned that some agents will like reply with images or or intake images, for example. Um, so I think this definition at some point would be prudent to kind of highlight specifically what it is this protocol is for and, and what it um, what it includes and what it helps to do. Because some of the stuff that were mentioned here is also implementation on the framework parts, like the, the evaluation, for example, different tooling, which tooling to select, all of this. Some of this is not protocol. Some of this is just implementation on top of a protocol that a protocol should allow for. Yeah. So basically, is it, is it switching? Uh, yeah. Are, 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 sorry. Are we routing data or are we processing it? Yeah. Uh, Thomas, you, you uh, reacted to this. You want to take this one? Uh, yeah. Uh, at least in my view, it's uh, more of a communication protocol without a framework, just like to get the general interface for how the agent should communicate. And I'm not 100% sure if these uh, uh, implementation things, like what tools to use, are part of that or not. Like my intuition is saying that they are not, but uh, I'm not sure how folks are going to use it. So I, I don't want to have a really hard stance on this. Yeah, let, let's figure this out. Join us um, on, on the channel. That I, that I posted, and then we, we, we try to actually decide what we do about this. It's a good question. I, I don't know yet. I think this is one of the reasons why we want to start so simple. Uh, right now, it's not really opinionated in either of ways. And I, I, I do agree. It's definitely important to distinguish between these and make clear boundaries. Uh, but now would be a good time to start thinking about this and actually start implementing the, uh, one of these paths, or maybe both. Uh, okay, if no one has anything to add to this, David has uh, yeah. his hand. Yeah, go ahead, David, introduce yourself. And, and... Okay, yeah, hey, th thanks for the... Uh... Awesome space. My name is David. I'm building AI Maintainer. It's a product that lets uh, developers outsource some of their 
coding tasks. Um, on the protocol aspect, I got, I got a couple things. So it sounds like there's sort of two styles of protocol. One is the more interactive style, which um, like almost like chat interactive that uh, Merwin was talking about at the beginning. Um, but I see another form that could be useful that's more async. And the scenario here is like I post a task to a server and then, uh, you know, and, and say, okay, when you're done, just like ping me at this URL. And that's in that scenario, it's more like webhook driven. And I see that being a useful mode uh, for agents communicating uh, in addition to this sort of interactive kind. Um, and then secondly, a, a thing that I think the protocol's got to figure out is like, how are the artifacts communicated between the agents? So like if I, for example, want an agent to like write code for me and I have to like pass it some of my existing source files. And then when it gets done, presumably it's gonna pass back some modified source files or new ones. And so like, what's the best way to do that? Is it just like a zip file? Is it some kind of like Dropbox? Is it Git or is it like a, you know, an Amazon S3 blob. Um, there's a bunch of different options. I don't, uh, you know, maybe they're all viable, but some some way of like communicating these artifacts, whether it's code or images or, you know, music. Um, anyway, that's all. Yeah, we need pull request. Yeah. You know, even a pull request for you, for example, in your case, how do you communicate that, you know, I've modified this pull request? Yeah, well, yeah. And that's tricky too, you're right. Git yeah. is the most obvious uh, sort of channel for transmitting assets or uh, artifacts back and forth. But I think it, it kind of depends on what you want the agent, like sort of the context. Git is yeah, this is a super hard problem, yeah. right? To address the more general issue, I think the way is external tools. When the agent uh, outputs the calls to the tools, and for instance, write file would be one of these external tools. And uh, for some things like uh, some outline of the project, uh, there could be, um, or the project architecture, uh, because that's what I'm using at least. Uh, there could be a context of the, the task in which uh, the agent is working for and uh, in which the agent is working. And if there are sub-agents, for instance, then the tasks may differ, but the context is still passed to them and they can modify it. Uh, and uh, that's sort of the quick buffer. And for tasks which are uh, on some, um, well, which are supposed to be done on some remote uh, piece of information or, or some other machine, uh, we can use external tools. And the same for calling external agents. Yeah, I think, I think one, uh, this topic of uh, how do you communicate, for example, the artifacts. This is something we explicitly discussed with Mervain and, and Thomas um, and work, we're working together and our, one of the ideas here is that the the protocol shouldn't be opinionated on this, and it really should be uh, on the on the implementation and to decide of how you want to share these artifacts, uh, right, Mervin? 
You're right. Exactly. Yeah, so we have one more request to to for a speaker to hear uh, here Gilbert who's connecting. Hey Gilbert, please uh introduce yourself and and go ahead. Hello guys. Um uh I just I just wanted like to ask uh, um a simple question. Um if I'm setting out like to build an agent uh for example like if uh, from okay I'm going to use uh uh no okay, normal web development like we all know like you know the uh, control okay there's uh, there's an existing pattern now, let me say if I'm building an app like I, there's HTML CSS okay like piecing up things together so like I wanted to know like uh because there's there's an idea which I want to work on and uh I want to know like uh the, I want to know the anatomy of an agent like uh what pieces should I you know fit together like to come up with something i already know i'm already familiar with uh i've already seen lang chain and and uh a bunch of tools let me say like lang chain and open ai but i'm seeing okay on hn uh, i saw on hn uh, people are arguing uh they, they were arguing uh you know like it's better you build from scratch like it's better like you build from scratch an agent so i want to know like the piece like the piece like the whole puzzle like how it works like you know like the resources like how to build an agent yeah like how like the like an overview like one anatomy uh, an anatomy like and the resources where like i would start thanks so, so gilbert let me let me sum it up and let me know if i'm getting this correctly okay so you are look, looking for the protocol that essentially can give you an introspection of an agent uh, of like how it is built what resources it wants to use or what uh like prompting framework it is using is 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 that correct yeah uh no um i'm asking uh for example like uh there's a tweet uh, there's a tweet of yours i read and you said uh um you built uh an agent okay you built your agents from scratch you don't use like lang chain so what i'm looking for is uh if i'm setting out to build uh, an agent what are the you know the key pieces like like the key pieces like you know okay, what's like an overview like of what okay you know like there's prompting a bunch of prompts so uh, what what makes up like an agent like um if I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that's an, that's an interesting one someone could say you know what you need to use an llm i disagree right it's like who cares about what you use as long as you can have side effects and you can achieve tasks uh, from English speaking uh, people, but even it could be a different language. To me, you're an agent, but we we still do have to define what an agent is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. But I don't think the how is part of the equation, right? It's like we don't care about how you do it as long as you do it. Ah, so the, okay, so I can pick up maybe Lama too, and you know, just a bunch of uh, a bunch of prompts, yep. and yeah, as long as like it, the UI achieves the. You know, like the illusion. That's an agent, right? Yeah. You can even not do any AI stuff. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. 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 That. I think that's why definitions are definitely important. And like, what's the difference between a a fine tuned llama for a specific task that just outputs text? Does that need to run on this agent protocol, or like that's a whole different thing? And agent is something like 
most of the people here who build frameworks who kind of do React and they have access to tools and they have like specific prompting around that and they have the back and forth kind of task completion and, and storing information alongside it. I think that the finish is definitely important and, and good for the community to kind of coalesce around one specific what is an agent, what is an agent framework, etc. Yeah, might uh, you were raising your hand, then uh, there's a 12 many who just uh, got invited to speak. Yes. Hello. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a student. No, sorry, Mike, uh, please in introduce yourself and then 12 many. Uh, uh, okay, I'm a student. Uh, I wish to learn about uh, agents and uh, what you're talking about. I was just curious uh, how you guys started out and found the appropriate people to uh, start and build agents. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, I, I'm not if uh, I, I'm. I'm not sure if I was the only one, but yeah, it, it was, was hard. It was, to, it was hard yeah. to hear. Yeah, I agree. Could you repeat, please? Uh, hello, am I audible? Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Uh, uh, okay, I, I was just curious how you guys started out and uh, found the right papers on AI agents. Uh, started working. Uh, how do we join the yeah. AutoGPT Discord channel and some other agent-oriented Discord channels and just start uh, looking at what people are talking about and joining the conversation? Uh, of, uh, of most of the things I hear, uh, the, uh, what you're trying to do is integrate different APIs in sequence and, and also correctly processing each API and its uh, individual process. I mean, that that should, I guess, look like the peak of what an uh, uh, agent uh, should do. I mean, you give them a bunch of things that uh, to integrate. For example, I want to uh, make a sales request from my uh, Excel, and I need to email those sales requests to other. So uh, the agent should be able to integrate different uh, kinds of software uh, and uh, and follow up the request. So uh, I was just curious uh, if you uh, speak on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mighty, thank you for the question. <laughs> uh, if, if anyone has something to add to my or if some any, no one has anything to add uh, or might have later, please go ahead to the AutoGP Discord uh, agent protocol channel and and you can share it uh, and keep the discussion going there. So uh, let's do two last speakers and then we'll wrap it up. We have twelve many here and then we have Roland here and then we're gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, so twelve many, please go ahead. Hi everyone, you can uh, hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So I am uh, so I'm more of a STEM guy. I'm more I come in from biophysics and so I'm diving into this uh, space and try to understand something. But I have some kind of more of a question for you for you all the specialists. It's uh, my question is the, around the place of the the LLMs in all these. Um 
with respect to all the tools that exist for the model-driven uh, engineering, you know, with the, like the Eclipse uh, modeling framework and all the very high-level representation tools and the uh, generators that are um, the code generators that come with them that are deterministic and so more easy to audit. And so it's more like a kind of question if, because in this discussion, it's uh, there is a lot of kind of uh, trying to 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 find a definition, kind of uh, ontology of what is a uh, ontology of a protocol, an ontology of an agent, and so I mean, I have the impression that there is already some kind of frameworks and tools uh, used in the industry that are more easy to audit and verify, and maybe the LLMs are maybe not central, but may be used to enrich this tool. So I just want to have your your impressions and uh, your thoughts on this. So thank you, and thank you for your space. And it's very interesting. Yeah, thank you for the question. Just to get a better idea, uh, can, can you give a few examples of uh, the tools that are more centric than LLMs, if I understood it correctly? Yes, I mean, I'm actually I'm interested in the DSLs, and so and the people working on the making DSLs from specific use cases and or for specific uh, businesses, and so um, <clears throat> in this case, it it means when you have a, a well crafted DSL, after you define your objectives and your program is with with that is correct by constructions. By construction, I mean, so it's more this kind. I mean, there is an Eclipse modeling framework. It's, uh, I mean, it's used in th these frameworks are very used in, in industry, uh, in, in, in the really, really engineering part of the software, from what I see. So it's, uh, I mean, it is it, 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 it's very used the, the modeling approach just to model and let the code to be generated automatically so i mean it's, it's that yeah thank you thank you for the question i'm not sure if we have a dsl expert expert here uh personally i don't have much experience with dsl or building dsls and complex systems with them uh, so I think maybe might be worth to continue or, or ask the question on the agent protocol uh, channel. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. So we have one last speaker here, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Roland, please uh, go ahead, introduce yourself, and, and probably we have time for a quick question. Uh, hello, everyone. So this is Roland. I'm a digital transformation consultant by day. And uh, after five, I actually am building a very niche uh, AI-driven solution for a very niche audience where um, eventually I ended up having to build what Ismail would call, you know, like these customized uh, agent environments to be able to extend to the capabilities I'm trying to uh, to implement. So my question is, um, 
you know, part of what the, the, the whatever we're calling an agent is doing is solving problems, uh, basically by doing planning, by creating tasks, subtasks, and then, you know, trying to achieve a success state. Um, as I was looking into this and trying to see how uh, I can solve some of the problems that we're all falling into when using LLMs in an agent environment was actually... Uh, the topic of um, memory, because uh, what some of you might not know is that tasks are actually very closely related to something, uh, to a, a type of long-term memory called, that's non-declarative, called procedural memory that exists in humans. That's where we store uh, how to ride a bike, how to eat, how to breathe, all these, uh, you know, uh, aut autonomous, eventually, uh, subconscious actions that we take without thinking twice through them. Um, and while I was doing so um, and researching that thing, I kept being drawn into uh, what is commonly known as reinforcement learning uh, environment gyms. And maybe some of you, I'm sure a lot of you people work uh, with them or have used them before. And I couldn't help but notice that today in the conversation, a lot of people mentioned so many aspects and attributes that were important to them, which have commonalities with these uh, gym environments, such as uh, states, uh, observations, an environment that holds, uh, you know, these uh, into them, maybe some sort of a feedback or a reward system. And, uh, um, you know, to, to even, you know, give you a, a small, you know, plus on that, um, whatever implementation I was, you know, because the, the memory thing is something I'm working on very hard. And one of the things I noticed that to be able to, to implement memory properly, I have to have a state and a feedback and a reward so that what, if I'm using an LLM and I want them to improve procedures and tasks list, there has to be these elements. So my question for you is uh, in this protocol, which seems to, you know, border, on some uh, has commonalities with this. Have you guys uh, considered the existence of uh, these kind of RL environments? Are, are you planning to take lessons learned from there and maybe build on them? That's question number one. The second question, which is really fast is, how do you see uh, this protocol going, going forward organizational-wise? Thank you. Well, that's a nice one. You're right, actually. The task resource, technically, it could actually have a status. That's something that could easily be added. So obviously, we need to be careful. The agent should not be able to say, hey, I, I succeeded. I don't think it's the goal of the agent. I think it should be something external. Because obviously, the agent thinks he's right, right? <laughs> but yeah, I like that. That's great. That's a great idea. You should, you should join the space that we keep talking about that and implementing it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What was the second question? Organization-wise, how it's going to go forward for the protocol? Yeah, it's going to be very uh, chaotic <laughs> because the thing is, we, we I mean, join the channel and it's going to organize itself. Uh, you speak, you talk. Uh, most mostly, it's people that implement that actually get things done, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, um, I can tell you that the benchmark that we're building uh, is likely to define the protocol. You see what I mean? The test actually defined the. A protocol way more than any written language in a way right so once the tests are written the protocol is defined you could say 
So let, let's get there and start building this test, this interface test. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Roland. Thanks, Marvain. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's space. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Alex put a very nice tweet on the Jumbotron uh, where, uh, from, from, the, from the AGI house where, where Andre Karpathy is giving very nice, uh, I would say, even inspirational talk about agents. I encourage everyone to, to check it and, uh, and listen to it. Or, or or read it, uh, and yeah. So just to sum it up, th there's this pro there is a agent communication protocol first version that you can uh, you can check out on the repository that is on the Jumbotron pinned. Also, go and join the agent uh, agent protocol channel on AutoGPT Discord. There, the discussion most of the discussion will be going there. And if you have anything to add, voice your voice your comments there, and if just or open the issue, oh sorry, open the issue on on GitHub. Uh, you can try the protocol uh, right away on GitHub. There is an SDK, installable SDK. Try it out. We really do want to know your feedback uh, and how we can make this better. And by we, I mean the whole community, not just us E to B or us uh, Auto GPT. But really, we want to have everyone involved. And yeah, and let's see how this goes. I think uh, hosting this has been has been really fun. Thank you everyone for joining, and I hope there will be another one. And eventually, this will become sort of I would say uh, like a like a series a series uh, of updates on the on the agent protocol. Thank you everyone for joining. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Vasek, for hosting this. It was great. Thanks, Vasek. Thanks.